Welcome to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Get your running, triathlon, swimming, or cycling questions answered by one of the best coaches in the world today. Into the next episode of the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Lindsay, uh, today's question comes from Klaus Geier. I think Klaus is from uh, Austria. Uh, and he was, it's a comrades-related question. He said he was going for his second medal after 2012, where he finished in 11.48. This time around, he felt prepared. He had done 900 kilometers since January with decent hill training uh, and a lot of training in the heat as well. I lie. Sorry, he's not from uh, Australia. He's currently living in Central America. Due to business reasons, this time around, he al- arrived late on Friday evening before comrades from the States. He had a 15-hour non-stop transatlantic flight in the leg and a night uh, Thursday to Friday basically without any sleep. He arrived uh, with the eight-hour time difference as well. He slept reasonably well on the Friday night to Saturday morning, uh, but the night of the Saturday, Sunday, he barely slept at all. He said he had a terrible race almost from the beginning. He couldn't take in any liquids or foods, but more importantly, he had to battle with a horrible desire to sleep. He says his eyes were constantly closing and he felt as if he could sleep immediately on the road while he was running. After 35 Ks, he decided to throw in the towel. He felt dehydrated, tired, and completely exhausted. And he almost fell asleep in the rescue bus as well. His question is, could this be the exp- or could the explanation for this be jet lag? Or are there similar experiences with jet lag? Or do you think it could be something else? Look, I do think that the travels have affected him particularly negative. So there's two, negatively, there's two aspects to to jet lag and travel. And the, the first and most obvious that everyone experiences is obviously the disruption in sleep patterns. Okay, For some people, it's very difficult to flick over from time zones, so it takes them a good couple of days to even just be able to sleep when they're supposed to sleep. But there's also a major shift that needs to take place in our gastrointestinal tract because when you're hungry, there's no food, when there's food, you're not hungry, and that's because your body works on, on biorhythm. So I think the lack of time he's given himself has caused him a problem. When we work with elite sports people, generally we talk about a four-day window. Like if you can't get in to a race five or more days before, then we get come in within four days. From that, from that point of view, I guess he did the right thing, but... He didn't have any sleep on the flight over, and he didn't have any sleep the night before the race. So those two things, two whole nights of basically no sleep, have have literally come together, and that's where the exhaustion is coming from and the feeling that he could literally lie down and sleep anyway. And then the ability to take in the fluids or any nutrition is probably linked to the fact that his body is just not ready to accept food and, and water at that time. Uh, perhaps it's normally at a time where he'd be sleeping or, or something similar to that. So next time around, uh, there are a couple of things that if he finds himself in the same situation that he can do, uh, one of those is to get a mild um, sedative to ensure that he can sleep well on the plane. So that would then mean that only potentially having one disrupted night's sleep and that will be the night before the race, and that would have made an enormous difference. Also, what you can do is in his situation, he knows that he's he's uh, going to be coming in late. So he can actually move his clock one hour forward every day. So obviously he's got a job to do and work, so it's impractical for him to start eight days before and then sleep one hour earlier 
every night until he flies uh, because it's going to interfere with his work life. But if he even pulls it back three or four hours, it's already giving him an advantage going in. So I would move meals and move sleep an hour earlier or an hour later, whichever way, you know, depending on which way you're doing your, your time travel. Um, and that will then bridge half of the gap, which means it will be easier for him to sleep on the airplane when he needs to sleep on the airplane and so on. So, so those are the two, the two tricks that I would use uh, next time to, to help him. Um, and possibly even, again, if it's a, like a mild sleeping tablet, it's something you can probably use for the three days leading into the rest just to make sure that you do get eight hours of sleep for the three hours leading into the rest. And that would have definitely helped with uh, exhaustion. Uh, and then, sorry, the third aspect of him that I've, I've left out in this answer is that when you are that tired, there's already a total disruption of your gastrointestinal function because you'll have very high cortisol and adrenaline levels, uh, which will suppress your appetite. But, of course, he's going to have this problem running over three days. And if you're operating with these high cortisol and adrenaline levels, there is going to be a come down at some point. So I think he created the unintentionally created the perfect storm for a nightmare comrade. And... Look, dropping out 35Ks was probably a good thing. I think he could have pushed himself into some serious problems if he kept going. Brilliant. Thanks, Lindsay. Uh, yeah, great advice as well and very, very difficult, obviously, for the internationals coming through to comrades, but I think uh, that is some good advice nonetheless. Uh, we back again tomorrow with another edition of the Ask Coach Perry podcast. Get your questions in at askcoachperry.com. Thank you for listening to the Ask Coach Perry podcast. To get Lindsay to answer your question, go to AskCoachPerry.com or email myquestion at AskCoachPerry.com.